Hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at. I know I'm in an alleyway. I know. I know how I look. But I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers. That's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. intro is it i don't know that we've been we've been doing this show for over a year now that to me we need to acknowledge the fact that we've come this far because that's buck wild that's yeah that's that's buck wild this is gonna be what episode somewhere in the 70s right 70 79 70 something no 78 79 uh i do believe it's 78 and i think uh it's I don't know why anyone's still listening, to be honest. Hey, thanks for listening. Is anyone but out, why? If anyone's out there, let us know. Because uh, we, I don't know. Isn't Maybe we're just shouting into the void. I do enjoy that I was like, new intro? Should we do? And it's like, like we don't just come up with the intro literally <laughs> two seconds before we go <laughs> Give on. us way too much credit. Yeah. I, I panicked. I'm not going to lie. I had a moment of like, what am I going to say? I didn't mm-hmm. probably pay anything. And now we're here. And we're cruising. We're cruising right into Segment City. The slow ride down the main drag. Into Segment City. This is the new intro to Segment City. My name's Will Kane, your cool-voiced host. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and guess what? I just lowered your suspension, so sit back. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy these smooth segments as they go into your ear canal. They just flow right into <laughs> as they flow into your ear canal. Just just make sure you don't have a lot of wax buildup because otherwise mm. it's not going to be helpful if you have that going on. And this is a show where we got segments each week. It's in the name. I don't know what Theo's going to do. Theo doesn't know what I'm going to do. Except he does know what this first one is. Psych, it's a Will Asks instead oh, of a Will Stupid Thought. Nah, what do you think about that? It's a new year and it's a new you, baby. New year, new we, and new question for you. What do you think was your best year? My best year? Your You're gonna... best year. <laughs> oh, interesting. Best year. My best this, year I... of being a human being on this earth. Yeah, you got to think about it. I went on a whole walk thinking about this. and your I best this year. Is, it's a hard question I just yeah. presented to you on the spot. It's also hard to be like, oh, 2012 was great. Right. Like, but I was thinking, and then follow-up question, what was your worst year? My worst year? I think, I think worst year is probably harder because I haven't, I haven't looked back on, I've never in my year, like, you know, coming to New Year's time, I've never come into it, into it and been like, I personally sucked this year this like was a me bad year. <laughs> as an individual did a bad job this year i've never had that happen to me um i think my the the year in which was our senior year of college was probably one of my favorites i mean like graduating uh, yeah. was a big deal starting a new job was a big deal senior spring was really fun like it was just a fun i think that whole year was just very fun because it was an interesting transition um so that might have been my best year. There's it's hard it's hard to like think about your year and be like or your years of your life and been like, "Okay, I have a complete accurate timeline of everything that's happened in every year." So I can just pick out the one that has the most positives. I, I thought about this and I'm like, I associate it more with like summer 2000 whatever mm-hmm. was worse. Like was a got bad it. time. Got but it. then yeah. it got cuz like I'm going to go opposite to you. 2018 started out strong, ended terribly for me in terms of I was unemployed after we graduated college for like a solid by six the months, end of, and I hated but it. By the end of 2018, you were employed. I was employed, but it was like that weird transition into mm-hmm. like the beginning of my job was like a turbulent one. So it wasn't my favorite year that I've ever had. That's true. That's um, fair. 2020, people hate. I think this is ranks as one of the worst for most people. For me, eh, it's like mid to low. 
It's yeah. not the worst that I've ever had. I was it's, not actively yeah. angry. It's lower. It's lower tier for sure. It's not. It's not mid for me. It's lower tier. This is only personally, by the way, for our audience. For in terms of the world, I think it was a way sure, probably the right. worst year I've we've ever experienced. But in terms of me personally, my, I mean, I got into a good groove, and then, like after that, I just kind of like you just kind of drift through. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. I wasn't in pain. Um, <laughs> was there a year, a whole 365 days, where you woke up and you're like, no. ooh, another day, another <laughs> painful day, ooh. I, th- I think probably, ooh, when's the worst? I think best year for me was probably, uh, hmm, probably somewhere in college, like 20- somewhere in college, yeah, because it was like, I maybe it was earlier in college for me, because like you still had. Like there was still looking forward to summer, still mm. looking forward to summer was still like a thing in college because you know we'd have co-ops and stuff, but there'd be some amount of free time that you could look forward to. Yeah, I think maybe my like, ooh, middle year I really enjoyed. Sure, maybe like twenty sixteen. I forget if I went abroad then. <laughs> the like, year that we went abroad that must have been a highlight. That was a pretty good highlight. I think that was like 2016, 2017. I think that was probably one of my best. Sure, that makes sense. That tracks. Um, so that's that was my best year, probably. I don't middle school, nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing. Um, it's a barren wasteland. There. Don't go. Don't think about that. I don't. I don't. I just don't. That's why it doesn't even register. High school, <laughs> maybe senior year was probably high, one of my high school senior year for solid. me was great. I went to China in the summer before senior year, and then I just all of senior year. Like if you start the clock, June, twenty twelve, and end it beginning of june 2013 if you count it that as the year then like a lot of nice things happened that year yeah there's like weird cutoffs because like 2017 uh t- that was the year that i that i got broken up with uh by my with my long-term girlfriend so not great <laughs> like right. that was not a great time depends but on then, where you start the clock though but then i like then it transitioned into living with theo pretty pretty dece after hey, that point hey, that's me i'm the roommate in that situation you're the roommate but then also you know what 2017 is probably one of my worst years because oh, no. that, then we had a roommate that we hated <laughs> oh my god yeah that's true so that the was first, the first semester 20 2017 hey if you're out there you know who you are terrible. get out of here he we don't want he you doesn't here listen to our podcast he doesn't care about us personally he's listen, a terrible person big podcast stars he's gonna listen and he's gonna be We're, like, that was me 79 episodes were not oh yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> then again here's a here's a thing that i've noticed about podcasts just to get off track a little a lot of podcasts i like they don't get good until after episode like 100 and it's so weird to here's me. hoping that in 21 episodes we actually get good at this shit we will the, <laughs> will the clock is running we only have 21 episodes to figure mm. out what is going on with our lives and then Listen. we have to actually be good my brother, my brother and me, garbage for the first 150. <laughs> like, terrible show. Then it gets really good. Imagine that, like, pitching that. Because I hate when people are like, this show, season one through six, terrible. Se- yeah, season for us, seven. For us, it's like it's seasons one, episodes one through 79, all garbage. We're still hanging on for good episodes. <laughs> the boys one have day. potential. We, well, <laughs> we got the potential to maybe do good. Yeah, the... <laughs> These are, it's a it's a tough this, question to look at years, but this, this this is just kind of a retrospective on our mm. lives. Of I don't like I haven't looking back. I'm like yeah, there's nothing that was really like a whole year. This was terrible. I had terrible like it was just kind of little. It's either like minute or it was like a bigger thing in my life than a year. Mm. A year does not encapsulate a lot of my experiences. Yeah, Even in the future. It's weird. Yeah. I was I was thinking about how last year for New Year's I didn't really celebrate anything. I didn't really do anything celebratory for it, to be honest. Like just yeah. it was low key. This year I don't have the option but to just be low key. Like I yeah. have to be. And then I was like, by next year I'll be ready to celebrate New Year's. I'm ready to celebrate New Year's about every thousand days. Like is this is like, this that a hot take? Right. My hot then- take is like why are we celebrating New Year's every year? Every third year is the right amount of time to have a big blowout. Like New Year's is lame to me. I've just right. never gone like I I think it's also because we live in a place it. where New Year's is cold and dark and sucks. If we lived in somewhere yeah. where like 
the sun was out until nine and it was warm, then like New Year's might be rad, you know, like. But here's the thing. People go to Times Square in New York City, which is also cold and shitty. So I don't know what yeah. people are thinking when they do I've that. I've been in New York for for th- for New Year's before, but I was not in Times Square. Times Square sounds awful. Huh. I was yeah. like just in New York and there were other cool things happening. Uh, but but yeah, it was cold as fuck. I mean, it's it, it's cold, and I would rather I heard, be someone war somewhere warm. I heard that if you get like a spot near the front, that you have to have have like diapers on. Yeah, and, they like, don't let you out, in. and you can't pee. Yeah, yeah. I would. Why, oh, okay. So I'm gonna put myself into a prison. That cell sounds of, like of torture. Just, it just sounds like something in a thousand years that people are gonna be like, can you believe that people would stand for ten hours to watch a ball drop and then go home? Like, isn't that a random wacky history fact? I get the, like, I want to be here for, like, the, the, for, the like, event. For, happen in place. Yeah, but, but the it's best also, like, the just best walk through. But the just best walk seat, through and go, well, The best seat good. of the house is sitting in front of your television for it. That's yeah. the best place to be. I think you and I are different people because even when we get go to like sports games, we're like, this sucks. So I can watch this <laughs> with better view on my TV. Like, why am I here? <laughs> Yeah, the New Year's, I, I just never got invited to things. I, did, I used to just watch, like, Twilight Zone and Three Stooges marathons because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was a lonely kid. Um, and, yeah, so that's my – and, like, my girlfriend loves New Year's. She's like, I, it's huge in my family. And I'm like, well, this year's not because, <laughs> like, some planes fell through. And she's like, uh, I guess we're just going to be hanging out, the two of us. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I – that's what I would That's, do. Yeah. We, we hung out on New Year's a couple of years ago, and I was like, this was great. We yeah, just like, was... hung out, and th- some people lit off fireworks, and it was in the middle of New Hampshire, and we were like, playing board games. We missed New Year's. Yeah, we were, we were like, like oh. oh, it's midnight. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's, was... that's my preferred New Year's. It's like, oh, happy New Year. All right. Yeah. On with life. It's like, get, have a nice get-together. I've been to like a few parties that it's like, oh, this was good. This is fun. I'm going to hang out with friends, but like, we just can't do that now. Right. I, next year. Next year will be fun. Yep. I, this year, yeah. people that are insisting on hanging out with their friends this year, I just oh I have garbage. Feelings. Like uh, this is why we're getting resurgence of COVID. Yep. Just to just to date the podcast more. I it's so weird how like even just a year ago, I'm like, oh, those summer children. Yep. They don't even know what's gonna happen. Remember it's when gonna we took a short wild. break thinking that COVID was gonna resolve itself in recording. Remember oh, that? Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, now we have to go. We have to go virtual. There's no option. <laughs> and then, you know what? It's actually good. Because we don't. Vibe. Yeah. I've noticed something in recording just for, this is a, a behind the curtain peek. Um, we don't do as much crosstalk. Oh, which we don't is, think we do. Oh, yeah. From the microphones. Yeah. Well, in ter- like, this is probably to our fans. There are fans. We don't have any fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Self-dunk. To, to people who listen to us talk normally it must be amazing to hear there's not there's less crosstalk because yes. we already crosstalk so we much talk across like a lot yeah it's true but it's part of our charm that we just are like so in tune that we're like yeah i could just start my sentence while he's finishing his and we both get it we're both listening at the same time um wait this but yeah time you've been listening the full what was that Next segment. Next segment time, baby. Yeah. Hey, this isn't New Year specific, but I want okay. to rant about it. It's okay. time to rant. This was a news headline that I saw earlier this month, and I stowed it away because it needed to be discussed at some point. And here we are. This is from Polygon.com. It says, Alfred Molina is back as Doc Ock for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> they need to figure their shit out, don't they? By God. He, is that okay? Says, is that your commentary, or is yes, that the no, title? That's, that's me. That's me. Because that that that's my, a long commentary. Uh, and then it says he joins Tom Holland, Jamie Fox, and Zendaya. So this cast, uh-huh. this cast now mm-hmm. contains uh-huh. all three cinematic Spider universes in uh-huh. one. Yes, because we've got Jamie Fox, who was uh-huh. the, sh- the shocker or whatever his name was, <laughs> whatever the shocker, fuck is yeah. whatever his name was. We've got obviously Tom Holland, and because it's the Holland verse, and now we have Doc Ock from the Maguire, the Maguire days. The Maguire makes it sound like it's like the Lizzie Maguire days. Um, you know what? 
the mid two thousands when those movies came out, they were the Lizzie McGuire days. Well, <laughs> so it's accurate either way. It is <laughs> okay. What is your? I want to hear what your rant is before I before I just go. I'm fine with that. My What's rant. With it? My rant is that they have a good thing going with Tom Holland, and they need to not look back. Like they need to let sleeping dogs lie and move forward with their ideas and have some goddamn original ideas. I I under I understand that people like Doc Ock. I get it. I uh-huh. love Spider-Man 2. I think it's a fun movie and I think he did a great job as Doc Ock. Like I'm not I'm not denying any of that. But I think you let sleeping dogs lie. Like you're not fucking bringing back Snape into what Fantastic Beasts and shit. Like like just fucking leave it leave well enough alone. There are so many Spider-Man villains. It is one of the oldest comic book characters. There are so many avenues for you to explore and you're like Nah, not only are we going to do the same character, we're going to do literally the same actor. What the fuck is going on? Please. Now, sorry, I got distracted. I was I was thinking about Snape in Fantastic Beasts. You know what? Honestly, I would go Mr. for that. Mr. Scamander, I'm your new best friend. Someone might Severus Snape. Up to something. I, uh, I'm, uh, hmm. I'm conflicted. I'm... I don't mind the idea. I think it's a fun idea to get everybody together. Just kind of give these characters a send off. This like just the- seems. This just seems to me more like a zany Comic Con panel than an actual movie that they are making. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what they want. Is but the, like, the Comic Con kind of like hype around it? But like, does this read as a good idea to you, or does it just read as like? they're trying too hard to lean into fan service because it leans it, it, it reads to me like the latter it reads to me like they noticed how into the spider-verse is the best spider-man movie and they're like let's just do that let's just do into the spider-verse but i understand that but like it's again too close again to it my my take there is like spider-verse did an amazing thing that's fantastic people still like the holland the the holland uh spider-man movies they're not bad Right, like he's no, likable, and they both I think have he, been good. I think you're, I think you're correct in assuming that this is a plot that you pull out of your ass, right? Yes. <laughs> when you, when they, when the character is flagging a little bit, and you go, oh, let's bring back, let's do a big event. It's not a Spider-Man three event. I think they just were just... like, what do we do for three? Let's bring in. I think the problem with the Tom Holland Spider-Man is that he's too indebted to other superheroes and other like legacies and he hasn't built his own because the first two were very much like he's iron man's protege right this one is like he hasn't had a solo act that has been compelling so far yeah like a totally solo one right and that and now it feels like he's going to be leaning on the success of these other guys i mean jamie fox i can i can leave or take it's that is more confusing like they totally abandoned the andrew garfield series and like that really feels like you just never speak of it Never you talk cut about it. And like, run. You cut and run. Hey, what are you doing? And also, did people like Jamie Foxx in that? No. Like, what was the thought Let's process? Let's take there? it from the worst movie, the villain from the worst one. We're taking all the second movie ones. I thought Andrew Garfield got a bad rap because I think he was an actually halfway decent Spider Man. He was supposed to be like a punky teen. I could do without that. But, like, as a nerdy science kid, that then was Spider-Man. I thought that was fine. I thought it was fine. I, I thought that the movies weren't terribly good, but I don't think they were horrifying. We're going to go into our Spider-Man. Can, like, our, we've talked about this like way early on podcasts yeah, of like rating the Spider-Man movies, but I don't think there's been a perfect Spider-Man. I think each one has Correct. had elements. Tobey Maguire, I don't think was a great quippy Spider-Man. You gotta, no, here's he the elements have, of Spider-Man. He didn't have the right... He didn't have the right temperament. Like he felt, vi- he felt way too serious. Like he's a, he wasn't he's a, a good fun- Peter Parker. When he was Peter Parker. He wasn't like a funny guy. He was a very no. serious Peter Parker. The the elements of a good Spider Man. Uh, one there, there's the duality of Spider Man. You gotta have, you gotta be a good right. Peter Parker and a good Spider Man. Correct. Uh, he needs to be poor constantly. Right. He cannot get a break. Two, he needs to be a nerd that everybody picks on. Right. Three, he needs to be like awkward with Mary Jane and girls. That's the that's the Peter Parker part. Part. Um, Spider Man. He needs to be funny. He needs to be quippy. He needs to be local. Right. Um, because friendly neighborhood Spider Man. 
the problem Tommy McGuire had the nerdy part and like nerdy and n- awkward but, right and but but quippy, uh, like, not really and he had that good like not he's always down on his luck like that right. was Super that's a great di- part. like he wanted to vote for him you wanted to root for him because bad shit was constantly happening Con- spider-man 2 is just him getting shit on the entire the movie entire time <laughs> He tries to eat a hot dog and then he feels guilt about it. It's like that's the movie, and he throws this thing away. Andrew Garfield doesn't didn't work as uh, Peter Parker because he was too cool. He's like I'm he's too cool. Always bullied, and it's like right. you're a skateboarding cool dude with you're, cool hair. He, he was too good looking. Yeah, he's too good, but he had good quips. He was right. the quippiest, and I think he was like genuinely he could be funny. Right. Um, Tom Holland has that good awkwardness, but I don't feel like he's down on his luck at any point. In the new, I mean, he's he's definitely portrayed as poor, but bad things don't really like. He's not bullied, really. No, like, not really. They try he's a to like, too they try to introduce Flash as a bully, and you're like, Flash is just kind of a loser. Yeah, like, he is. <laughs> he's he's like way worse looking than yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland, and I'm like, right. oh okay. Um, and he needs a little bit more quippiness. Like, feel like of just like because I think, Spider-Man I think uses... Tom Holland is appropriately quippy. I think I think he's got a good balance. I, I think just, he's he's more panicked than Spider-Man usually, like panicked comedy it, of like, oh, uh, he's a little bit more. They force him to be a little bit more stumbling and like he's improving a bit because he really doesn't have a plan because he's a kid. Right. Yeah. He's more of a kid than the other two were. But there's like some skill to being Spider-Man and like the facade of Spider-Man really helps. Right. Um. So it's like there's no been no perfect Peter Parker there's a new perfect spider-man and now they're bringing them all together and i'm like are you gonna feel like how is this even gonna work is there gonna be i thought okay toby mcguire old spider-man that's good right andrew garfield he's just gonna be sitting there and he's i don't know what he's there he, hey here's my tight 10 do you want to have that can i teach you how to quip a little bit better like what are you gonna do with that i don't mind bringing back doc Ock. i i want them to bring in this universe version just, of Doc Ock. I just like, don't if you, think I don't have a problem with them bringing Doc Ock. I have a problem with it being the exact same Doc Ock. Like that's because that implies that Tobey Maguire is somehow also Spider Man, but also not Spider Man. I think multiverse. Right? It's I think they're going to sure. do multiverse okay. stuff, and it's but like I just I'm if it is multiverse, if that's the answer to my gripe, then I'm like, that's fine, but. You can't pretend that multiverse was the best idea in the barrel because there are so no. many other Spider-Man stories to tell. And now it just looks really forced because of Spider-Verse. Let's, yeah, Spider-Verse was perfect. Let's do a quick pitch session of Spider-Man 3. New Spider-Man 3. New Spider-Man 3. I thought, what? so originally I thought it was going to be Carnage was going to be the main the main baddie. I no, that's, that's Venom a, 2. <laughs> that's <laughs> Venom, but that was Venom 2, right? That was yeah. Venom 2, right? Um. But, I mean, they could do the, um, what do they call it? The five. Sinister Six? The Sinister Six, right, yeah. Yeah. Right? So that, they could, I mean, that could be a whole saga in itself where he faces a couple of them at a time. And it builds up to some, like, big Spider-Man event where he actually has to go find help. You know? Yeah. Like, that could be a, a whole great storyline. There are six individual villains there. I mean, they've only they've addressed one of them. Uh, in the first in the first yeah, one. Uh, Vulture. Vulture was the first one, right? So they could continue with that. You know, like they could continue to bring in um, Michael Keaton as sort of like he's bringing together the Sinister Six because he's real mad. Right. Like yes. that could be a storyline. They have Scorpion. He met Scorpion in jail. Like I had to look right. that up, though. Right. Um, I think that could especially if you kind of build it in a Batman Arkham kind of way of like, here's this like you basically know these characters slash they're not very deep. Right. So like you can bring in Rhino and stuff and just have him be like, I'm Rhino. Like that's fine. <laughs> like even in spider, like the Spider-Man games, it's like, yeah, Rhino is here now. Right. Sinister six. Like that's fine to do. I think they should do that instead of, cause here I watched wonder woman 1984, which is a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. It was, it was on HBO Max and my family just like watched it during holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, that has two villains and it spends it's two and a half hours. Yep. And and it's like, OK, we didn't if it's going to take you this long directors to get two villains in. Maybe you're right. not ready for six, though. Right. Which is my, like, well, that's, I think that's the only downside to Center Six. Down, Marvel is much more is much better at a buildup, a slow buildup of villains over multiple movies. So yeah, like, I think they should if have that's done what that they did, more. then they can do that. Yeah. I think they, I think Sinister Six is, a, I wish they built more into Sinister Six. That would have been fun. Right. Um, but I think they could absolutely do Sinister Six. 
Um, especially with the ending of big nerds would Spider-Man big nerds 2. would say, "Oh, but the the game just did that." But fucking like no nobody gives the, a shit. The, the percentage of people who have played played the game is so small, and also no one gives a shit even if you have played the game. Like yeah, fine, tell it's, that story again. Doesn't matter. Have you seen comics? They do the same stories. Same stories every, over all and over the time, right? Um, yeah, I think that like or just like do a crossover with Venom. I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. Um, do crossover, like, mm, do, the problem is, I think Spider-Man is a hero that can work completely solo, because that's how he started, and then mm-hmm. you kind of build, it's like, he's gonna go against Hulk, he's gonna go against Wolverine, like, mm-hmm. he, you piecemeal him in, the problem is they threw him in at the peak. Right, because, and well, then, it, was cause of the, it was because of real world factors, it was nothing to yeah, do with the well, characters. like Avengers, um and stuff like that. and so it's like okay i want him to be more basic and that's right. like gone uh what is it called uh, far from home far from home um got a little bit to it i think it was fun like, i think it was fun but it wasn't like a great it was okay i think right. i liked the one before it i can't even remember the names uh homecoming i uh, yeah but i just to kind of wrap this up i agree with you that it is kind of a bottom of the barrel idea right like they could do so much more before they get to this um but I'm not. I'm not irked by it. I think it's fine. I think to the do movie. That. I think the movie ultimately is still going to be fun. Like I think it's going to be fine. Like yeah, he's a fun enough character that it's kind of hard to fuck him up if you just like have Spider Man swinging around and saying quips. Like that's mm. that's a base level decent movie, and then you build on that from from there. Well, you know what? Let's just transition right into uh, my next segment, which is thanks, uh, for, this- thanks for indulging my very New Year's oriented segment. Well, now you have to indulge me because we're about to talk about uh, things that we look forward to in the new year. Um, we're mostly probably going to talk about like media because sure. I don't know what to look forward to in my personal life. Um, <laughs> because I'm a I'm a shell of a man, so I'm I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing. I, have do- I I just I have this podcast and I don't exist without it. Um, but let's just because let's begin with uh, TV shows that I'm looking for because there's not that much. I'm going to be honest. I looked at shows coming out and they're like, oh, season three of Doom Patrol is out. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, they had season two? Like, that's, right. I felt like that energy was just the entire, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that they had, they're this far. It's like, oh, Walking Dead season 20 or something. And I'm like, okay. what? All right. Um, So I just kind of, most of the stuff, I'm going to be honest, is stuff from Disney Plus. I, I looked through a whole big list and I was mm. not interested in most of it. I'm not a big TV guy. I'm a big right, Netflix okay. guy, and but um, I don't I mean, know if you're gonna. An interesting thing to acknowledge is that we're getting, we're getting to that point where like releases for TV and movie are really slowing down because we're feeling the like aftershocks yeah. of COVID and not being able to produce anything during any of this. Well, we're. I think the the TV show part is just like. Well, I think I have way more to say about movies and games but th- just to kind of go with the marvel angle still mm-hmm. um wandavision i'm looking okay. forward to it um, I'll, I'll watch it sure i mean there's a lot of marvel coming in yeah. terms of both tv like tv show and movies falcon and the winter soldier would uh, you yeah. watch it's basically a question of would you watch these more than honestly like my excitement about marvel uh properties has died down significantly after endgame yes so like so like Falcon the like the Falcon TV show like no I'm not watching that WandaVision no I'm not watching that hmm. uh I just I'm, I just like I don't think I need my my taste for the Marvel story has come to an end and I don't is, I don't feel is. like I need I don't feel like the offerings that they have presented are interesting enough for me to go watch them they have provided a capstone to a lot of our favorite characters. And now they're like, and now and Captain now, Marvel. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. Well, okay. Um, so probably Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably weakest. Also Hawkeye is apparently, I didn't even know that Hawkeye. they were having a Hawkeye. That's Hawkeye is weak. I got to watch a trailer for it, but I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Renner's okay, but he's like, apparently comic Hawkeye is very fun. But right. like I, I I don't really see it on screen. Um Loki could be fun. I I saw a trailer, I'm like, it looked fun. That's the one I could see doing the best because I mean their leading man is is fantastic. You know, yeah. it's like 
Loki's a great character. He's cast perfectly, and he can have zany, like, interstellar adventures without really needing to come in contact with other Avengers. Yes. Uh, so that's the one I could see doing the best. It, you know, it has very low... I think impact on the rest of the Marvel universe technically. Right, so right. I'm like, okay, this is just a fun, uh, speaking of low impact. What if another Marvel, what, you which, watch tr- what I don't even know what that is. It's I a, remember seeing that it's a thing, but I don't even know what it is. It's an animated thing that they put out a trailer for it. And it's like, what if, uh, like black Panther got abducted instead of Peter Quill for guardians of the galaxy. Funky. What if, um, like, Thanos one like or not Thanos like stuff like that like what if so this it's like a Twilight instead? Zone but if it's in the Marvel universe yeah it's just alternate takes on the, it's they've been doing it in the comics for so long that it's like okay whatever all right uh uh and then off of Marvel stuff uh The Witcher season two okay. I like season one what you did you watch season one I watched the first few episodes and couldn't uh get into it I that is fair I also didn't like I mean this is my hot take I didn't I didn't like the witcher 3 i didn't really get into it either and i i also thought that like in the first admittedly like i watched three episodes of the tv show Geralt was such a unlikable character that i was like i can't keep watching this like there are other reasons for oh, me to yeah. watch it he's, and i and i've heard like he gets better like fine that's fine but in the first three episodes i was like not rooting for this fella he's fun in that he's just a grumbly grumpy boy yes he's and then a grumpy boy and his relationship with Yaskier is wonderful because he's a grumpy man next right. to like a, a foppish bard yes and it's wonderful um so I, i'm i'm looking forward to what you're i i see yeah it's it's a show that if people are like eh, not for me i'm like yeah this is it's it's a step above xeno warrior princess it's not like <laughs> highbrow tv <laughs> right, it's, exactly right um, so I'm not like, oh, you gotta watch this. Um, and apparently they're doing a live action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. I know you probably don't know what, like, you haven't probably watched Cowboy Bebop. I'm aware of it, but it's interesting. I mean, the, isn't that the anime that there's like a billion episodes of? No, opposite. There's oh, there's only, only one season. season. All right, yeah. I'm thinking of something else. What am I thinking of? Uh, uh there's literally any Naruto, any, right, any, One any, Piece, right. and One Piece is the one I'm confusing it with. Yes. Yeah. The it's it's. Yeah, but that's that's the only shows that I really like looked at a list. And I'm like, eh, these are these look yeah. weird. Um, do you want to go to movies or games first? Let's go to movies. Movies. Uh, my I'm looking forward to Dune because it's yeah. gonna be on HBO Max. I'm gonna I'm actually, definitely watch yeah, it. Yeah, I I remember seeing a trailer for that and being like, oh, this actually looks very good. It's by the dude that did Blade Runner 2049. Yes. And he's right. a visionary. He's a great director. And I, this is like, if it's in theaters, this is legitimately one of the few movies that I'm like, I would, I would drop a little bit of money to watch this in yes. theaters. I'm, I'm on board with you there where it takes a unique, it takes something I'm very excited about to go and actually go to a theater for it. It's not like I just go all the time. I would go see Dune in a theater. It seems like, it seems like a visual spectacle mixed with something that is finally getting its on screen do dues. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you there. It's because Blade Runner was like the same when I because I when I watched it with Annie um, just like in the living room, I'm like, this is still beautiful. This is still great. But it was such an experience. But, in yeah, that theaters. was one of those with the movie pass that I was like, I'm so thankful that we got it at just the right time to go see that movie because, yeah, it just hit like that movie. I still remember being like, oh, my God, what a theater experience. It was great. Um, so that's what I'm Suicide Squad. I'm also kind of looking. I'm like trepid. I'm like, I'll watch it because it's going to be on HBO Max. I'm like, I'll fucking watch this on a Saturday. Sure. They got fucking Idris, Idris Elba instead of Will Smith. I don't they know have, how. I don't know how they wrangled that, but it's whoever managed to make that happen deserves a lot of money. They have King Shark. They have Polka Dot Man. They have Polka Dot like, Man, baby. It's by um, what's his name? Who directed Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, looks great. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna hate myself later when I'm listening back, and I'm just like, it's this person. That's the director. Um, hmm. but anyway, did you ever um, watch um the Harley Quinn standalone? Yes, the Birds of Prey. I watched it on demand because it was free, right? On demand, and it was perfectly okay. It was fine. It was. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was like Deadpool, but not as good. No, is if it was fun because it was standalone and it felt like uh kind of like a standalone Gotham kind of like that. I feel yeah. like we haven't gotten in the movies a lot where it's like, right. oh no, this is like fun cartoony Gotham. 
Yeah, um, it was it was sad when they had to do the whole like, here's what happened to the Joker. This is why he's not here. And I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, this is sad that you have to explain this. This is just, yeah. I think the weakest part of the movie was the other Birds of Prey. <laughs> they just yeah. felt like nothing to me. Harley right. Quinn was the best part. Um, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. I don't care for James Bond, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I know I'll watch it and then I'll go, uh huh. And then I'll never think about it again. Like I do the other right. uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. Uh, the Kingsman, the Kingsman, mm. the, the uh, Kingsman, the singular, the, the prequel to the Kingsman looks decent. I, I haven't watch seen, it. I haven't seen the Kingsman, but everybody goes, oh my gosh, you haven't seen the Kingsman. You got to go see that. Kingsman so. one. Very good movie. Kingsman two. Less good movie. Got it. Uh, Black Widow, yeah, fine. I'll yeah. watch it when it eventually comes out. Fine. Right. Uh, <laughs> Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. Wow. The the old Sony <laughs> vampire yes. movie with Jared Leto. I love Leto. it. I'm going to yes. watch it just for the garbage aspects. The same reason I watched Venom. I remember watching the trailer for that movie and being like, why? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I can't wait for this garbage. Morbius. Morbius. Matrix 4. Matrix 4 is the are thing you, that's happening. Are you a Matrix? Have you watched the Matrix I movies? I watched Matrix 1. When wow. I, and it was good. I mean, it's, it's the best it's, one. It's an interesting movie, and I liked it. Uh, do they need to do Matrix 4? No, but they're going to make money off of it, so that's fine. Oh, I'm going to I'm probably watch it just to see. Just because I'm like invested enough as a fan of the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death on the Nile, which is uh, Perot. I'm unfamiliar. Mystery. Sure, cool. It's the sequel to cool. uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, cool. All right. Sure. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Uncharted, the video game movie. With Tom Holland going back to that. I wish they would just just stop it already. This movie is the Ouroboros of movies because it's a movie based on a game that's based on movies. Right. Yep. How do you do that? Like that's uh, what? Why? Okay. Um. So I'm not. I'm like. Ugh, I'll see a trailer. I'll. I'll probably go. Nah. Right. Uh. Free guy with um. Ryan Reynolds. Free guy. I haven't heard of this. It's we. He plays as a video game NPC that figures out he's in a video game. Oh, that's fun. Um. And it looks. I, I saw like, a trailer. And I'm like, that looks fun. Yeah. Sounds cool. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That's another mm. one where I'm like, the theater experience might be the way to go, but Honestly, it's also going to be kind of garbage, probably. I would watch that like three weeks after it's come out in a totally yes. empty theater. Yes, that's what I did with the that's last what, Godzilla. Right, that's kind of what I want to ha- see that movie. Like, yeah. like kind of like middle of the afternoon on a Sunday. Just go watch it and be like, this is trashy and I'm going to eat this popcorn. Fine. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Uh, new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Eh. Oh, I saw the trailer for that. It looked okay. It looked okay, but it also seems like one that I would get on demand after it was in theaters. Like, I don't yeah. want to spend a bunch of money. I'm not on that. like someone who's very into Ghostbusters. Like, I saw Ghostbusters one and was like, I get it, and then Ghostbusters that was two it. is not as good. <laughs> it's right. it's okay though. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon. The only reason this is on this list oh, right. is because it's Pixar, but it looks right very generic it looks weirdly right. like like a a art student came up with an idea did a bunch of concept art it, you know what i mean it, it feels yeah. like baby's first world i mean it looks it looks fine i mean the movie is probably going to be all right like it's pixar we'll cry and, it's and a, like, like fine. they're gonna do a good job and it's gonna sell a lot of toys and that they're gonna make a lot of money off of it <laughs> yeah basically like we are Pixar has the ability to make us the target audience, but we are not always going to be the target target audience for every Pixar movie. Like oh, there absolutely. are still going to be some that are just kids movies, and this feels like just a kids movie. Yeah, it just feels like it feels like How to Train Your Dragon, but like, hey, right. we're cultural appropriation <laughs> edition, right? Um, Shang Chi. Speaking of cultural appropriation, oh Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, that's a Marvel one. Um, I I would watch this only out of what the fuck is this energy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this feels what to me this? just like I I don't I I don't know. This feels so uninteresting to me. Like I don't give a shit that it's in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh second to last. Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. 
based on He-Man, I want to yep. see what this pile of shit is just going to be terrible based on the last one they tried to do. Uh, so that's the that's all I got to say about that. How the fuck do you do He-Man? Um, <laughs> and then last but very much not least, Space Jam, a new legacy. <laughs> Let's see LeBron dunk the ball, baby. He's going to do Looney it. Tunes. So that is movies. Um, let's go on to games really quickly. Uh, I'm actually, it's kind of, it, this is what you're talking about in terms of COVID, I think, affecting everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathloop, I'm definitely looking oh, forward yeah, to that. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, like, like that pick. That's a great pickup. I think that's my number one is Deathloop. I'm going to talk about Dishonored in a little bit in my next segment. And spoilers, Deathloop looks like it solves all of my problems with Dishonored. It just looks very fun. Uh, yes. Far Cry 6 just looks like another Far Cry, which I'm fine with. I'm going to talk about Far Cry 5 in my next segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. If Love I had it. a PS5, I would play it. Did you play the PS4 Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Of course I did. And, it great. Um, it's good fun. That Ratchet and Clank was already very good looking and very fun. And so I can't wait to see... What they, it's, what they do i mean that was also the previous one was also a 40 dollar game so i can't wait to see like what they do with a full budget and full creative control i'm I'm so happy that ratchet and clank uh made it through that weird transition 2000s. like they basically had to muddle their way through the ps the late ps3 generation and i'm so glad that they survived it because so many people did so many games and franchises died in the ps3 era <laughs> And this is where we put our in memoriam, and then it was, in the arms of an angel, and then Jack and Daxter's face oh, come no. up, and, and like <laughs> and Spyro, Gex. Gex, and Gex, Gex is—he's <laughs> the last one, and it's just like you take him too soon, and everyone's like, "No, he wasn't." Yeah, don't you love that? Like you know, Crash got a remake, and then got a new game, and then Spyro got a remake. No fucking new game for Spyro. No, fuck you, <laughs> no, Spyro. Fuck you, Spyro. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the shitstorm that will happen when Halo Infinite comes out. That's yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna play it, but it's gonna be fun for the memes. If I mean, it, I think it comes out on PC, so I'll play the it biggest then, but... video game budget I think ever. I think they've hit 500 million in funding for that game in terms of what they've spent on making it. So uh, if it's bad, it's gonna be real shitty people, for them. People were so mad about the. Uh, the brute that they he oh melees and everyone took the so, screenshot oh when it just or, and they named him like frank or something like they gave him a human name and the devs <laughs> in like a developer update were like we're going to fix frank like they him. referred to him by his name that the internet gave him oh i love it these are for you i have not played the first ones of these games i think you're excited though horizon forbidden west and god of war ragnarok both of them super excited um pretty solid those I are two this- of my favorite uh reboot slash new franchises from the ps4 generation so excited beyond excited the mm-hmm. the reason for purchasing a ps5 that's it apparently there's evil dead the game coming out and i want to see how bad that is mm. um gotham knights looks a little cartoony for me yeah uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna buy it but i want to see what not what i say. wanted from the next uh gotham entry for video games i'm actually interested what how the avengers game probably fucked with that because nobody's playing know. the avengers game anymore and it's I a mean, similar kind of ludo like you know what i mean it's they want to do the destiny thing the execs saw how well games as a service were doing and basically from the top down said our games are games as a service now because of the money um, and so that's that's why that game is how it is. Hogwarts Legacy. Super excited for this. Uh, yeah, it feels like I remember playing the Harry Potter games back that match that came out at the same time as the movies, and as a young child loving those games. And in retrospect, they were probably not that good. But this feels like the game that we have been waiting for in the Harry Potter universe for fucking ever. We could have a whole discussion about jk rowling and her kind like is it okay to support harry like can you divorce harry potter from jk rowling i mean they they maybe probably the devs devs of the uh hogwarts legacy came out and were like hey we don't stand with the statements made by jk rowling but we're gonna still make this game i think it's it's weird because it's like uh, do you 
give money to things that licenses from her so she gets money from it it's a whole complex thing i i think the game itself looks very good and that's I, like yeah. an ethics discussion that it's like well but is the game gonna be good like i think it's gonna be a yeah. good game it's just like weird ethics are gonna i mean the thing is it. about it is like it's being developed by people who are in the community that jk rowling is disparaging like there are devs on that yes. team that are rep you know that she is she is speaking ill of that are then representing her product and are still in love with the world that she came up with so i mean jk rowling is beyond rich you buying this game is not changing that um is there really ethical consumption under capitalism no next thing <laughs> be, yeah when basically when you're dealing with mega licenses and mega corporations th there's nothing to be done yeah uh psychonauts 2 i'm looking forward to we don't need to i think it's fun that they're making one that's cool i love psychonauts 1 uh resident evil village okay i'll d maybe see if it's good or bad it looks it's, it really feels like they came up with the word village just based on v-i-l-l -L. <laughs> resident evil goes in cycles they do they have a good game they have an even better game they have a eh, game they have a terrible game they reboot it have so, a great game have a terror like and then it goes the, and so then it's basically eight eight has to be good based on the cycle yes it looks well, more no Dark no <laughs> it looks uh, it might be bad um and then last but not least lord of the rings Gollum. <laughs> oh my god i lord forgot about this game i can't believe this exists <laughs> why what why are you making mess? this why would you who's the fucking person who went into a a pitch meeting and said you know what's everybody's favorite character Gollum. Gollum. do you want to do a stealth game as Gollum? And it's like, why not Frodo? And the, no, 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 no. You got no, to we, eat the fish, and yeah, you have you to find the ring. Yeah, you got to slap the fish. You got to get the the juicy, juicy meats of the fish, mm -hmm. and you got to. Uh, you have a whole uh, dialogue system with nasty orcs and yeah. Gollum and Schmeagol. It's great. Um, and that's the end of my segment. That took forever. So good luck filling the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Um, we looked forward at games, and now for my next segment, we're going to look back at games. We did this last year, and I thought it was nice. Um, oh, okay. Theo's trophy list from the year. Okay. Basically, I'm just going to run through really quick games that I played this year. They're not necessarily oh, all no from rush. this year. I know I was joking about, like, fill the time, but no rush. Yeah. I mean, played a lot of played a lot of games this year, and this is only the representative of, I would say, the majority of the games that I played on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Um began the year with outer wilds i must have at some point talked about this game uh it's it won it a bunch of like game of the war game of the year awards last year yeah um and yeah it's what a charming well put together little puzzle game that tricks you into feeling like you're not in a puzzle game it makes you feel like you're playing breath of the wild and also using your brain to connect different parts of the puzzles that they're piecemeal feeding you mm -hmm. um I can't recommend it highly enough. It's it was the most Breath of the Wild game I had played since coming off of it, and um, it's it's so it's so clever in that it doesn't hide it doesn't hide anything from you at the beginning. You can go and beat the game in the first run if you know where to look, uh, but it takes time and time and trial and trial and trial without feeling repetitive. I think that's the key. Is like it it doesn't feel repetitive, which is just nuts. Mm. Um, great, love it. Next one was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I have comments on that, but I think we've talked about this before. I, I either I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but the game was fine. Like it's so not memorable that I can't believe I can't believe <laughs> yeah, that people I can't believe that people last year were actually having it in Game of the Year contention because I remember very little from playing it. Um, it got praised because it didn't suck. Um, yeah, I think it it was fun in in the most like it's the same kind of fun that i had it was like playing a far cry 4 when i play yep. far cry 4 i put on a podcast and like tuned out and just like killed things right and this felt very similar um where for i know you didn't have this uh but i had so many bugs in this game mm -hmm. that i was so like Really? Because I played it like a year after it came out and I was like, huh, huh okay. Really? Well, yeah. This isn't this isn't Cyberpunk coming out and being Bug City USA. This is right. you've had a year, what are you doing? Right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It, when you say it's like Far Cry, it's like the developers of Far Cry know they they know how their game is played. They know you're going to pop on a podcast and listen to, to yeah. it while you clear some bases. Uh, the developers of Jedi Star uh, of Jedi Fallen Order really wanted you to pay attention and be absorbed and didn't hit that nail on the, the head. The characters were nothing. To the me. characters are nothing. The main right. character felt like no, like you could have done. I I like the actor who plays the main character. He was flat as a board. Right. Um. He was nothing. It was. It was. Uh, the gameplay was fun. I had a lot of fun with like the combat. It felt like easier Dark Souls, which I appreciated because I'm not a Dark right. Soulsy guy. Not a Dark Soulsy um, guy either. Yeah. So it it was good on that front, and that was about it. Uh. Next game I played, I finally picked up Dishonored. It was on sale, and my roommate is a huge fan of it. Um, maybe I already talked about it on the podcast, but yeah, great, great little stealth game. Like the world building is super fun. I kept being like, this game was made in 2009 or whatever year it came out in, because it just feels, it feels like design wise, it could be a modern game save for like a few things here and there, but it really mm-hmm. does feel like it was ahead of its time. Um, my one gripe with it was it uh, that, they put a lot of effort into making like combat mechanics interesting, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, basically told you that you're a terrible person if you killed like any people in the game. Yeah, that's that's my big problem with it. Is it's like okay, that's that's a reason why I couldn't super get into it. Right, because like there's this barrier of like I can't use my abilities because I'm told I shouldn't. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Deathloop solves that issue for me. Looking forward to Deathloop. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that looks. That's why I'm like more into. It's like, oh, you're letting me actually kill people, right? Cool. You have that's yeah, what I you want. Get to, get to use these abilities, yeah. Uh, next, I play Far Cry Five. I thought this was not a good game. I huh. I played about five hours of it. It is it is Far Cry, but it feels like it's it's overstayed its welcome at this point. Um, the antagonist is not all that interesting. It feels like it's trying to be this super deep commentary on our political landscape. It's not. No. They, um, they, they specifically said this is not a political thing while it's like religious fundamentalists in America. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, it just feel, it felt contrived. Um, and the game was honestly too big. Like, you know, there's a certain amount of fun to be had about running around and freeing bases. But when you clear, when you spend 20 hours clearing a third of the map, you're like, I can't realistically spend 60 hours playing Far Cry. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Um, Yep, that was it. I don't know. Um, I replayed Batman Arkham City and Arkham Knight this year. Uh-huh. Both of them are great games. Um, I still stand by the fact that I think Arkham Knight is really good. A lot of people gripe about the tanks. Um, and and I'm sad. After, after I played Arkham City and then immediately went into Arkham Knight and I was like, agreed. The tanks are a little much. And it's really sad that they got rid of the boss battles. I agree. Mm-hmm. But having the Batmobile in Gotham and having all of Gotham open is just is exceptional. Uh, it's 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 just crazy that that's a thing like that's the thing you can do in games is go and be such a believable interpretation of Batman. Yeah, that that's what I've always wanted was I kind of don't like the contrivance that they always do of like. I guess it's the only way that not to have citizens and right. stuff. But I just want a game where I just play as Batman in regular Gotham and like. Right things happen and like oh batman the joker's on the loose i'd love that right you gotta chase him through the city that's great yeah i'd love it if it wasn't a like impounded portion of the city or you know the city's been walled off all the people have been evacuated and it's just criminals now like that feels like agreed going forward like just don't do that next time it's fine you've done it once i'm fine having citizens that jump out of the way of the batmobile that's fine like just do that Right. It's or like have muggings and stuff. Like Spider Man does that and it works out perfectly fine. Just do right. Spider Man did. Right. Um so yeah, I, I, I think uh Arkham City's the best one in my mind, followed by Arkham Asylum, maybe. I haven't played as Arkham Asylum, but I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, great. And then yeah, Arkham Knight was still good, but this is it's funny because I can see a clear line. Like the next game I played was Last of Us Part Two, and that was about halfway through the year. And halfway through the year on, I basically only played games that came out this year. It was like the front the front half of the game the front front half of the year, nothing came out, and I was like digging through my backlog and like playing all these games. But now it's like, okay, Last of Us Part Two. It's the beginning of twenty twenty games. Mm-hmm. Um You still haven't finished it, correct? No, I'm like halfway through. 
yeah, I'm not going to say too much about this game other than like, it's a game that really makes you not want to play the game. Uh, and it's, it's really good and very powerful. Uh, and the main emotion that it evokes is just like frustration and like depression, <laughs> depression. Like you just, you don't get anything positive out of playing the game. And that's really hard to contend with, but I've thought a lot about the game since I've finished it. Like it's occupied a lot, a large part of my, like thinking about games this year has been thinking mm -hmm. about last of us too. Um, and I think for that, it's a, it's a very good game. But it's the same thing where you walk out of seeing the Joker and you're like, was it a, did I enjoy it? No. But was it a good movie? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm where I'm at right now. Uh, it feels like a, a game where somebody told the writers and like, I think it's the same. It's the same kind of thing that I had with Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a game I played for the majority of this year. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's true. Of the somebody told them you are good at writing and then they and like writing characters and things in this right. desperate. And then they went, ha ha, I'm going to make something way too big. Right. Um, for a story that is very simple. And right. the the like the the moral of Red Dead Redemption Two was, you do bad, you die bad. Right. Like that's <laughs> like it's don't do bad crimes or else right. you end up like bad. It's it's it was a nothing moral like to a game that is a prequel to a game where you're like so this person's gonna die, this person's gonna die, this person's like right. Um. Whereas and same with the Last of Us Two. It's just like so what you're saying to me is <laughs> violence is a cycle. And revenge doesn't right. get you anything. <laughs> what novel? Very good ideas. It's, yeah. it, it, it just feels like somebody who has their head a little too far up their ass. I, I agree. think from a, a technical and a gameplay perspective, fucking great. Fucking amazing. I, yeah. I think it's like it makes you genuinely like it makes you stressed when you go into a combat thing and you hear people's voices and you're like, fuck. Right. Um, but it, it. I was thinking about also the world of Last of Us 2 makes no sense to me and this is this just me nitpicking like if just like mm -hmm. the last of us one made sense because uh you're traveling across the country and last of us two you are almost like entirely in seattle where two factions are fighting mm -hmm. and one of them is a cult right and i'm like that talk like crazy cultists they're like we shall destroy them and cleanse their bodies and i'm like in order to get to that level well one it's been apocalypse but it's also like far enough into an apocalypse that it's like i don't think you're there i don't know it was like a weird yeah it's you also strange. have hundreds right. of members i don't it's it's a right. game that i feel like is messy from a story perspective it doesn't need to be 30 hour games it's, i agree with you where the it felt it felt like in the last of us one there was it was a concise enough game that every chapter of the game developed the characters in a meaningful way and exposed something new about them mm -hmm. and so while not every chapter was necessarily like this is the plot. This is what we're doing. You know, it's like very plot driven. Like it's not super, super plot driven. It's like, yeah, the plot is you're going across the country, but every interaction you're doing exposes something new and deepens the relationships. And Last of Us 2, there's so much game that it feels like they're trying to force. They, it feels like every, every interaction feels like it's trying to force some deepening like you really feel like the hand is there being like see see what's going on here see like how much how deep this is that like, that's why look. it annoys me it's yeah. it's the it's the pretentiousness of like right. we're the first people to come up with the like you're gonna see that like everybody has different perspectives on things right oh, oh in my 26 years on this earth i've never i, I feel like i'm being overly negative i'm gonna finish the game because i enjoy the gameplay of it um but i'm not gonna like I think people are having problems with the game, but I think similar to how I felt about Star Wars: The Last Jedi, people have the wrong problems, right? With the thing, <laughs> like, they're I, like, I agree, it's flawed, but for whole a wholly different reason. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, Luke wouldn't act like that, and I'm like, no, that was the most interesting part of Last Jedi of him being like this grizzled old, just like grouchy dude. Right. Similarly, it's like having a female protagonist and like all the things that happen in the game. It's like. That's not the issue. The That's issue, the issue is, at all, right. is like the the pacing and the the kind of simple morality of it. Because like Last of Us One, uh, I heard somebody's take that it it just is a it has the story of a very good 
season of the walking dead and i was just like yeah yeah sure it's it's like because game stories for a good like book you need to have a great story good movie you need a pretty good story right for a good show you need an okay story for a good game story you need like just a story sometimes right. yeah, exactly. it's, so it's like a, just above like a just, good season of just walking a dead well, is just like, a well-told story is like mind-blowing in games yeah. and yeah. so that's why it got like game of the year i think that right. us we could get in a whole discussion about last of us getting game of the year but because yeah. i don't agree but um anyway um, Anyways, yeah, this... next on my list was Fall Guys. Interesting five minutes of fame for this game. Like, I feel bad for it a little bit that Among Us just kind of took it and ran. I, I guess, but at the same time, like, their success was so wildly phenomenal that I don't think you can feel bad for them. Like, that's true. Like they achieve, they so way overachieved what they initially thought they would that that like I don't think you can feel bad. I think their main problem was that their fir- their first they had like the seasons of the game and the first season was like 60 days that was like season one and for Mm -hmm. 60 days they didn't add anything new to the game in terms of games like yeah the novelty of the game was the games and you need to be adding a new one like once a week for people to stay on board and so for 60 days not releasing anything new that is a huge oof yeah um so i just it was just interesting where I was like, they didn't quite identify what the hook was early enough um, because it was just became repetitive. You know, if you play an hour of the game, yeah. you've played every game probably more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Fun I stopped, for, I stopped playing fun for it a for, minute. Yeah. But I mean, it was also good because it was free on PlayStation. So like, yeah, happy to play that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Squadrons. I feel like we've talked about this before. Um is a solid, you know, aerial combat game where it's not my specific genre. Like I was brought in by the Star Wars name and stuck around for the side characters and didn't really care for the gameplay all that much. It's fine. It's yeah. just it's just repetitive. Um I beat the story mode and I you don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. It's it's fun though. It's like uh eight to ten hours. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um and it was fun. I had to I finished it and I was like, okay. And yeah, I just I'm, stopped, I'm, like it's a game that I'm happy exists. It's just yeah. like I'm I'm happy it exists. You know, it was a fun. I don't game think it's a game of, game of the year, but I think it's fun. Yeah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Really, really liked this game. It doesn't, it doesn't innovate really, uh, but what it does, it does so well that it, like, is so worth staying around for. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat really felt like a, a step an additional level of complexity from the Batman uh, combat where you're, you're kind of button mashing, but you're also switching stances. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that and hope that going forward, beat up games will take a clue from this to make that combat a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, having a Japanese voice option. I loved, I thought it was phenomenal. The voice acting was so good. Mm-hmm. And the, what they nailed more than anything was the, immersion via uh environmental every detail was was meant to bring you into this world mm-hmm. um and the voice acting contributed to that the visuals um even the hud honestly like everything was really built very phenomenally and i recommend the game mm-hmm. it's great i'm sure you'll play it at some point it's I'll it's, g- it's, it's like it's not on sale. <laughs> it's not it's not a uh it's not a must play and is definitely something worth picking up on sale what is your game of the year? Well, I still have two more to go. Never um, mind. I have Astro's Playroom, which I just adore. I'm an Astro stan, so take my opinion for what it is. I loved the VR version. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is so crammed, packed with love for the PlayStation history. It, If they did less of a service about about like presenting this game so well it would just feel like you're playing a commercial but because they just jammed it so full of like love and genuine care it goes beyond commercial into actually genuine love letter to the brand Mm -hmm. um and it was the first it was such a good introduction to being like oh this is why playstation was pushing next gen hardware as a generational gap i get it Mm-hmm. like this is why they did it and this is why they preloaded on every machine so you can have this experience loved mm-hmm. it and final game i played was spider-man Mal- miles morales 
it's Spider-Man in 4K 60 frames per second. That's that's basically it. I mean, it doesn't innovate really, but it's fun and it's more Spider-Man. Yeah. And um, it's a game that everybody who buys a PS5 will at some point play probably. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a really good jumping off point for the generation. It uh, makes a good reason to buy a PS5. So yeah, I, yeah I, those are th- those are the games I played on PlayStation, and my game of the year is Hades, a game I didn't talk about. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my um, PlayStation recap. Well, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my game of the year is. Maybe I just played Red Dead the most. I suppose. Maybe the right. I don't know, but that came out last year. I don't feel like that's fine. You can yeah, have your own whatever. Game of the year. I mean, my game of the year for PlayStation is probably Last of Us Part Two, but like the game of the year that I actually, given all of the games I have played, is probably Hades. Yeah. Um, and let's just finish up the podcast with any New Year's resolutions. Uh, wear <laughs> wear a mask less. Fingers crossed. Oh, because of COVID. Not, not becoming an <laughs> asshole, right? Just <laughs> no. because COVID's going away. Yes, exactly. Um, new, personal New Year's resolutions. Jeez, um, I don't know. Uh, invest more time into my hobbies that I actually enjoy instead of... Yes, that's, that's one of my biggest ones is try to cut... Because right now I have like... Oh, you want to do something on Tuesday? I do something on Tuesday right. um, with this group of friends. So it's like I'm going to try to prune some stuff right. just so I uh, have more me time to play games and like yeah. do other shit um, and prioritize uh, like personal projects mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like general stuff like control my diet a little bit, try to like get some progress, feeling of progress in my life again. And get I some get forward momentum. Control the diet, control the destiny. That's what they yeah. say. Uh, well, now we're going to control you to say, hey, get up our Twitter <laughs> at Segment City or YouTube Segment City. <laughs> this if you want to email. Full of, full of transitions. It's a new year, but it's the same transition boy. Yep. New transition. Old, new, new, old, new, uh, old Twitter, same YouTube. New year. So email go, us go email us email us podcast at gmail.com <laughs> just take it over from here do it uh finish it up here we go twitter at segment city you already, you already did that go to youtube Rachel segment Robinson. city uh thank you rachel for our intro music you're great we love you a lot uh go make a resolution and then fail at it immediately that's my advice for you that way you just get over the hump try to work that's out it. then fail at that's working that's how out. we end the show with good advice. <laughs> <laughs>